The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and or contributors of the Eat This podcast and are for the purposes of general information and entertainment only and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts or ideas of the distributor. Last, last question, Chris. Every time you eat ice cream now, you're going to think of Brad. <laughs> now, I want you to think of Brad saying this with Rob Snyder's voice. You can do it. You can do it! Broadcasting to the world from inside her closet and high above the streets of Toronto. This is Eat This with Leanne. Here's your host, registered nutritionist, Leanne Phillipson. We've all done it. Been inspired to work out. Maybe you're joined a team sport. You grab that fitness app to have someone yell at you and tell you how long to go for a ride or to cycle. Or maybe it's some sort of app that you've got throwing yourself around in the living room with your weights. Maybe you've hit the gym when we've been allowed to go out and you're thinking of lifting a few weights and use the machines like you did when you're younger and poof, that beach bod or that bod that fits into the other half of your clothes closet will magically reappear. But what happens if you get injured? Because your form or the impact of your running for all of those years just doesn't seem to agree with your body as much as it used to. But you know that you need to build up your strength, your muscle mass to amp up your metabolism because you've heard me say, yeah, when you sit on the couch and you've got more muscle mass, your body's still going, your metabolism is still running and burning all those calories from the ice cream that if you're like Chris, is sitting in his lap. You're just jealous. That's the only reason you keep bringing it up is because you're jealous (laughs) of the fact that I do that. And you want to. There's a dark, deep, dark place in your head that's screaming at you and you've got them locked in a bathroom somewhere going, just have some ice cream, Leanne. Please have some ice cream. Yeah, that's it. You got it. it. Yeah. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) My daughter goes for the ice cream all the time. Do you want some, Mom? No. (laughs) Or maybe it's Maybe there's a deep, dark past in, in, in Leanne's uh, past uh, <laughs> where she was an addict of sorts on sugar and is afraid to dip her toe back in that water because if she does, she'll be off on a sugar bender. Maybe that's it. Mm-hmm. Huh? Huh? Well, there's some truth to that, but I would say like 10 plus years ago. Oh, you really? You were a bit of an addict back then for sugar? Well, like not an addict, but like we know already, as soon as you start eating sugar, all all it is is you want more. You want more, you want more, you want more. And there were definitely times I'm going to I'm going to probably say more around when when I had the girls. So 10 to 20 years ago, I know that's a long span, but, you know, I would be off off the wagon. Then I'd be back on the wagon. And I'm definitely, you know, it would definitely be like a lot of my clients say is I just want to be good. I'm like, oh, I, you know, I just I feel for you, please don't, <laughs> you know, don't, it's not that you're not good. You know, it's just, they know the brain lights up with sugar, like it with drugs, with hard drugs. So mm. we know all of these things already. 
but no, I definitely can have like a small bowl of ice cream and I can have a small something. And if I do have like a binge, let's say it's short lived in comparison to say like, you know, like I said, 10, 20 years ago or something like that. So okay, it's if, in there, but it's not active. If anymore. you're under control in any sense, you can't use the word binge. Okay. That's for okay. us. That's for us folks who forget the wagon. There is no wagon. <laughs> we get to use the word binge. You do not. <laughs> right. Got it. All right. Well, back to that overactive metabolism when you've got that muscle mass. And also, you know that the that working out and strength training is one of the things that really helps osteoporosis. You don't want to hear that from your doctor that you're moving into that phase just because you haven't worked out enough. And it's not only that, but it is one huge factor. Now, we've talked about the importance of exercise as one of effects of overall health, both for your mind and for your body. But what about those sore joints and those areas of your body that let you know that things have changed and it's time to approach exercise in a different way? Now, we touched on the different decades of appropriate exercise in episode 105 with Samantha, who's a trainer and how to be intentional with, with movement. And while I was researching for that episode, across an exercise or a type of exercise that caught my attention. Now, it's not new. In fact, it's actually quite old. But apparently, it's one of those things that's, you know, swooping back again is becoming more popular. This particular type of exercise, no matter what's going on with your health, your pains, your strains, your injury, you can intentionally move your body with less risk of injury from jumping up and down, dynamic, movement-based exercise. As I do often now, I've found an expert, actually two experts to speak to in this case, and not only about this particular exercise called isometric exercise, but how we can all easily do this at home. With a list of the pros, including build muscle strength, lower blood pressure, strengthen tendon and bones, reduce muscle pain, improve sports performance, accelerate your fat loss, and save time. Hmm. Yeah, that all that piqued my interest and I thought we'd need to know a bit more. So today on Eat This with Leanne, isometric exercise that does not involve jumping, running, or any movement, and the success of an iconic world-class athlete, Olympic skater, who used this exercise to rehabilitate himself and save his body. about you, but when I feel strong in my body, my mind follows suit. I'm able to get throughout the day with more ease, like less aches, less pains, and kind of less stopping. Like I don't just don't stop and think, oh God, I need a break or oh, I could do with a nap. And also I'm not stiff or sore anywhere. I have a lot more energy when I work out. I've talked many times about doing yoga and it really helps to keep me balanced. Making exercise as a priority often feels like, oh God, another thing to do. But I have yet to come across someone who says they feel worse for it after the fact. Well, that's unless they injure themselves or they've worked a muscle group they haven't worked for a while. Or have you heard, you've heard this, Chris, right? Like I didn't even know that I had muscles there. 
Oh God! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite is the get off the toilet muscles. They're the ones that you have no idea they're there until all of a sudden you were out. I don't know doing something that involved your legs, and then yeah. the, you wake up the next morning. You go to in, you sit down on the toilet, and then you go to get up, and you go, nope, no chance. <laughs> Can someone bring in a crane, please? <laughs> or, or, or how can I last do that towel around the towel holder and use it as a lever to pull me up? Right, because it's it's painful. Yeah, exactly. Or I remember, you know, if I, you finally do sit down on the couch or on a chair, and then you know my girls would come and sit on my sit on my quads and be like, no, 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 it's no. Like, they like just no. Right. I know. It just hurts no matter, you know, I take Arnica before I start something new or I'll make sure that my magnesium's topped up or afterwards I'll lay in an Epsom salt bath. Sometimes DOMS is what it's called. It's buildup of lactic acid. It totally puts me off from hitting the gym really hard. So that's maybe why I still stick to my yoga. I definitely feel my yoga. I feel like I've done something. But it just feels like it suits me better, suits my muscles. Maybe it's my age, like what Sam said in episode 105. So let's see at this the end of this interview and this discussion with Brad Thorpe and Kurt Browning, Olympic skater and four-time world champion, if this is going to get me off my yoga mat to try something new. Brad Thorpe, he's considered one of the world's leading experts in isometric strength training with over 29 years of experience in the fitness and performance industry. He's a serial entrepreneur, a multi-patented inventor, educator, and since the launch of his invention, ISOFIT, in 2015, his methods have helped transform lives of thousands of people across 25 countries. Nice job. That's what I call impact. If Brad isn't enough of an accomplished guest, we also welcome Kurt Browning. He's a Canadian figure skater, choreographer, and commentator. Kurt is a four-time world champion, represented Canada in three Winter Olympics, and is also a Canadian national champion. We will hear from his experience with isometric exercise and what it did for him. Brad, can you start and lay the foundation for my loyal listeners and just explain, like, what is isometric exercise? I've talked about off the top, but not being, you don't have to jump around and it's a, just a whole other kind of movement that's old, but kind of becoming new again. Yeah, it's, that's the best way to describe it. It's old and it's coming back into kind of a cool factor, to be honest. Um, so with what isometric is, it kind of sets the foundation for all the things that we normally do, like yoga, Pilates, weightlifting. You know, most sports are built around an isometric-based muscle contraction, and then you throw in a little bit of movement. So what isometrics is, it's when a person generates muscle tension without a change in joint position. So for the listeners out there who have done yoga, yeah. You know, when that teacher comes across and says, you know, five more breaths and you got to hold that position. So that's an isometric, right, where you're holding that sustained position for a long period of time. And the difference between that style of isometric and what we do with isofit and what we're kind of talking about is we have you push into an immovable object. Okay. So generating a force where all of a sudden now you're pushing into something that is immovable. So it's going to help enhance your strength. And your stability, which is what everyone kind of needs before you go move, mm. right? Because there's nothing wrong with dynamic exercise. Okay. But if you're ill-prepared to do it, it becomes high risk and you end up injured. 
And okay. nobody wants to do that when you're going for health. So what you're saying then, weight training, other strength training, you're still ca- you're still going to do it. You're going to like I do yoga almost every day. This is, as you said, just the foundation. So who is this for? The safer bet would be to, it, it's for everybody. Because okay. if you want to move and if you want to live a high quality, like a healthy, pain-free life, you got to be stable. And one of the things that we face when we age is we become less stable. Amen. We, yes. we, we Chris, I haven't seen you in a while, buddy. Uh, so one of the things- He's back. I don't, I don't have a long distance to fall down, Brad, but I still fall a lot more now than I did 20 years ago. Well, exactly. And like your body shape's not the same. You might be a little bit more rotund throughout the midsection. So it, it's kind of like you, you used to be like, call it a bowling pin. Now you're bowling pin upside down. Um, <laughs> Hey, you know, isn't, that, isn't that called pear-shaped? You could call it pear-shaped <laughs> if you want. When you start to distribute more fat outside your base of support, um, it becomes basically harder to walk and stuff like that. Yeah. So who's it for? It really is for anybody from the age of, call it, four, five, six years old, hmm. all the way through. Because as soon as we start to put kids in sport, it's imperative that we start to focus on enhancing their muscle strength, and specifically their isometric muscle strength. And then... Add the skill of the activity that they want to be good at. Um, so it's about how do you prepare for the activities that you love? Because just showing up and participating, you know, we've all done it and we all end up injured. So how do we reduce that risk of injury? Um, and because part of the issue, and this is something so simple, but it's often overlooked. Right. Once we start moving, we lost the ability to prepare for moving. We are now practicing moving. So if we have a corrupt movement pattern, if we have previous injuries or health concerns, we just start to reinforce those compensatory movement patterns, which further accelerate uh, maybe degenerative change, maybe the risk of injury. And it's kind of like, well, we're trying to do this for health and better function. So why not just add this component into the mix, right? And what I recommend is, Before you do any activity, start with an isometric preparatory series of exercises and this learning how to contract your muscle to enhance Mm -hmm. your nervous system or that connection from your brain, which is kind of your central nervous system to the muscle. So you're stronger and you're more stable and prepared to go forward versus, hey, I just showed up. I got out of the car. My warm-up's going to be, I'm going to get hot and sweaty. And it's like, okay, hot and sweaty is, Uh, one thing, but you didn't prepare to get hot and sweaty. You just started moving, uh, which once again is the practice of, and it's, and it's like looking at the front and back cover of a book. And then you have all your pages where I want isometrics to fit in. I want it to be the cover of the book, right? Both front, back and side, right? You got to think about the side too, right? Um, Right. And when you start to look at that, it's like, where does isofit or isometrics fit in or isofit Mm -hmm. at the start and at the end. And it doesn't matter the level of athletics, or history of the athlete that we're dealing with, or whether it's stroke rehab, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, MS, we've seen levels of success that traditionally is unmatched with standard principles of care. So is yeah. this an, is this something that, that someone would only do as their form of exercise? It depends on the goal of the individual, but if your okay. goal, right? So if your goal uh, doesn't necessarily include oh, I want to lift weights or I want to run or I want to do yoga. So let's say you came to me as a lay person and you said, hey, Brad, I want to improve my cardiovascular health. I want to lose 10 pounds. 
and I want to prevent osteoporosis. There is not a single day in your life you have to do dynamic exercise to achieve those goals. If those are your goal and you go, I just want to get there safer, more effectively, and more efficiently, well, isometrics can be a dead stop, right? It's like, I'm just going to do this, and I'm going to dedicate my time to something that is safer, right? Why not? Because Mm -hmm. you care about an outcome. You don't necessarily care about the journey to get there. So if there's a way that we can do it safer and healthier, why not do that mm-hmm. um, is the way I look at it. Because uh, right. we currently spend more money in this country trying to fix mistakes <laughs> associated with sport and exercise. Yep. They hurt their back lifting weight. They hurt their back playing hockey. They, you know, they all of a sudden got injured and now they have a fear of exercise. So they don't exercise. You know, general gym exercise, according to the CDC, is the number one leading cause of hospitalizations amongst active individuals over the age of five years old. Wow. Hold on. (laughs) Yeah. That's crazy. I know. It's worse than football. Let's say you're dealing with a person with hypertension. You think doing cardiovascular conditioning is the best thing you can do to lower blood pressure. Well, that's what they're told to do. I know, but it's the third late, like it's third in line. And we're right. talking what's first, what's second, what's third. So dead last is cardio. Right. Um, traditional stuff like walking on a treadmill and stuff like that. Yeah. The number one thing you can do, which was traditionally deemed contraindicated, right? Don't do it. It's bad for you. Is isometrics. Huh. Um, so the American Heart Association's come out and stated in one of their papers that isometrics is superior to both resistance training and cardiovascular training for lowering blood pressure in a hypertensive population. The British Journal of Sports Medicine just recently came out, I think it was about six weeks ago now, and they said that isometrics is superior to high-intensity interval training for lowering blood pressure in a hypertensive population. So when you look at that and you go, okay, then why are you hearing it from me for the first time? Let's rethink this stuff. You know, exercise needs to be about health. Sure, it could be fun and it could be glamorous and it could be all this other stuff, too. Once you're prepared for it, you know, because if it's just about health, we're missing the boat. Any information and details expressed during this podcast can be found at SproutRight.com or LeannePhillipson.com. This is Eat This with Leanne. Here's your host, registered nutritionist, Leanne Phillipson. I see Kurt frowning in my uh, in my Zoom screen here. So I really want to hear your story to do with this and how you came to training. You know, you're an elite athlete. I can only imagine the injuries that you've had before and uh, in your past. So yeah, tell us a little bit about about what uh, what your story is to do with isometric exercise. Uh, thanks, Leanne. It's uh, it's great to be here and talk to you and 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 listen to Brad. He's he's the toughest interview ever, right? You just <laughs> get him started at the top <laughs> of the so hill and away you go. Say. Yeah, there's so much he, to when share. He, when he starts talking about isometrics, he's like that talking doll. We have pulled the string off the back, but the string is like four miles long. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, my introduction to isometrics, and I didn't know anything about it when I, I met uh, Brad, um, was through an injury um, playing hockey. And you're right, I've, I'm a professional athlete for a living, competed as an amateur when I was younger, um, you know, have been touring as a professional figure skater for years. So yeah, injuries come and go. Um, and the back has been a problem ever since I was young with um, um, some uh, a slight fracture in my upper back 
and then two discs that blew out my lower back. Um, and the lower back has been fairly good. Um, in 2014, I started um, working out on a regular basis, basically for the first time in my life, because everything before that had been on the ice and instinct and good genes. Wow. And, uh, and I don't mean my Calvin Klein. So I mean, like yeah. just mom and dad really helped me out there. Yeah. And, uh, and I just sort of was running on, on, on impulse and gas fumes. Right. Then in 2014, I started hitting the gym and I saw a big improvement in my lower back. And, uh, and a lot of more things came my way, like sore joints, um, sore legs, uh, pulled groin. And I was using the gym to get, get a great excuse not to go to the rink. <laughs> and so um, I was getting in shape. I was stronger. I was all those good things. Uh, and I was always injured because I'm an old, I was obviously 55 now. So I was over, well, I was 49 or 50 years old when I was doing this stuff and trying to be a figure skater, you know, which takes intense motion uh, over a period of time, but also very intense motions when you need to do those quick jumps. Right. So those jumps are less than a second long. You need to be super explosive. You need to be super quick and you have to be strong on the landing to control that momentum and stuff. Okay. So I'm trying to be everything, right? Right. But I would be sore after my workout and miss the next day I could skate, but my jumping, eh, maybe I won't jump today because I'm sore. Right. So this was a repeated sort of trend. Right. Um, I got hurt playing hockey, shinny hockey, uh, basically. And um, it was a bad injury. Um, and there was nerve damage in my left shoulder, down my arm, upper back. And again, it was that little fracture I think had that um, and Basically, I got hit top of my head and crushed my spine a bit. It was a bad one. It so sound, doesn't sound good. Thus, no. Brad. Yes. So Brad, uh, Brad has a lot of talents um, beyond talking. He can also um, heal you. And um, part of his healing was taking me to this torture table um, that he invented. <laughs> what? And, and torture I, table? Hang on a minute. I didn't. I'm not going to say I enjoyed it. Um, it was humbling. <laughs> You know, it was painful and it was humbling. And, you know, I just, I came out feeling shorter and balder, you know, like, cause it was just humbling, but I was, I was getting better. And we were a few days only really into my recovery. And he said, Hey, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to do this thing where I've got a bunch of people who haven't done isometrics before. I'm going to put a bunch of my torture tables in one room. I'm going to put these strangers in this room for 30 minutes a day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, get the weekend off, you know, to, you know, calm down phone your mom and then monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday again right so i said what have i got to lose i'll do it so there's a little video in the beginning where you're sitting there going i don't know what just happened to me but that was that was hard and um and i hadn't been training i'd been basically not performing for about a year and a half okay. and so on the tuesday so five six seven days in doing the same set of exercises 30 of them it took 30 minutes and on the seventh day i weighed myself and I was three, maybe a little more, three and a half pounds lighter. Wow. And on a small frame, that's a lot of weight. Um, so that went away. My arm, at first, I had exercise. During exercise, I was having trouble lifting my arm to the bar. So in about 10 seconds, it, the, the arm would just sort of float off the bar. Mm. And Brad, in his calming voice, is like, come on, yeah, get your arm back up there. You know, <laughs> and, and I'm like, it is up there. And I would look at my arm going, no, it's five or six. Now it's eight inches away from the bar. But something was happening to me. I was getting my body back and I was getting connected to my body mentally and physically as well. But yep. really being aware of, of myself again. And when you're in shape, when you're really in shape, and I think yoga people know this feeling, you're in touch with yourself. 
And I don't mean that uncomfortably. I mean, like, you're really aware. You're super aware of your tactile way of walking into a room, like cat-like. And I was getting that feeling back. And so I went on a tear, like an experiment. So I'm going to only do this ISOFIT, which I think ISOFIT is spelled wrong. That's okay. ISOFIT stuff. For like a year and see what that does for me. And that was, um, I don't know, three years ago. And so I do, I'm sure it's 90% of my off ice training is not moving. It's just pushing against things that don't move. And um, my body looks like it did when I was 25. Um, I think my belly was a little flatter back then, but, you know, didn't eat as much cheese as I do now. And um I'm I'm really enjoying skating and um I even enjoy I even enjoy I even enjoy Brad sometimes. He's he's pretty fun. Yeah, I love it. Um, one of the things that I'll add to first little story there. It's longer than my story, I think. It was wonderful. It was. Oh, um, you but, think so. Anyways, I'll let you talk. Go ahead. Watching the amazement of so you take somebody who's a world class athlete, four time world, you know, figure skating champion. And you, you see that the transformation in just their ideology, right? Because it's hard for people to change their viewpoint about a subject area. Yes. Right. And it doesn't matter what it is. So would Kurt have experienced Isofit if he wasn't injured? The answer is probably not, because it's yes. such a far leap for people to believe that you can achieve a result that is better than what is traditionally sold in the marketplace. When A, you haven't taken the time to experience it because we're selling not moving. And that becomes very, very challenging because most people in this day and age are, they need to see that excitement. And it's like, oh, look how exciting that YouTube video is, Instagram. And it's like, well, guess what? If your goal is to touch the wall, you don't have to tie your hands behind your back and run head first. Right. So what Kirk was able to Thank learn, God. I know, right? Um, but what Kirk was able to learn quickly was, oh, there is a different way that I can exercise. And the result, you know, he said he lost three and a half, like three to four pounds in seven days. Right. Now, here's the cool thing. That's only half an hour per day for five days. Right. So in two and a half hours of exercise. Is that a man versus woman no. thing, though? Because, no, you know, no, the no, amount no. of clients that I've worked with over the years, it's always the dudes that lose the weight the faster. So this lady, Maria, so she took us up on this. She did a more of an extended period of time. So she did 22 okay. days. Okay. So 22 days. So 11, and a, 11 hours of committed exercise time. She lost three pant sizes. Wow. Three her pant photos. sizes? Yeah. Her yeah. photos are, it's an amazing story. It's um. Yeah, it's pretty cool. People just don't understand the magnitude of doing an isometric. The research is there, but the problem is when you go to university and you study sports science or exercise science, Mm. over a four-year period, they may spend a day studying isometrics, right? They're biased when it comes to dynamic exercise. And the problem with that is, well, we as a society fail um, because we don't get results like this. Like, why shouldn't you lose five pounds within two weeks or three weeks or less actually, and at least be motivated to continue versus, Hey, go to the gym and go on a treadmill, right? So a, you're front and center. Now you're going to tell that person to gyrate down a path for a kilometer, two kilometers, three kilometers, but they don't have the ability to walk properly. 
They don't have the understanding of the forces associated with walking and rotation. And then they go, you know what? The result sucks. I don't like doing this anyways. Mm. So you know what? I'm just going to bow out and I'm going to stop. As opposed to, hey, why don't we get you strong and stable? Let's have you lose a bunch of weight first. And let's get you confident in what you're supposed to do. And then add motion. What is it with the isometric exercise that, that leads you to lose that weight? So you've heard that muscles burn calories, right? It's yeah. very common. Said that right? off the top when we were talking about Chris sitting on the couch eating his ice cream. <laughs> you got it, right? So muscles burn calories. And so if Chris wants to burn more calories, he's got to hold a bigger tub. Oh, no, 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 that's not the direction we're going in here. You heard it, Leanne. You reel it back. Reel it back. Ah, crap. My bad. So so it's an isometric. You got to hold that tub firm with your left arm and scoop with your right arm. You know what? That sounds like movement to me. Sorry. No, 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 no. no. Leanne, this is going to be an experiment. We're going to find out what arm gets stronger. Chris's left arm holding the tub, Chris's right arm scooping the ice cream. I can guarantee you the larger, like the arm holding the top is going to get stronger. Oh, oh boy. That, that, that just went in a whole other direction. For our lovely loyal listeners who are sitting in the car, now literally wanting to, you know, almost pee their pants from laughter. There you, there you go. There's your endorphin rush today. Let me, let me answer that for you. So one of the things that when you're thinking about how you burn calories, when you're dealing with isometrics, When you're looking at the byproduct of an isometric is increased muscle tone. Mm. You're going to have increased tendon stiffness. Okay. Right. So that's going to help adapt. The tendon's going to get a little bit stronger, which requires the muscle to actually upregulate the force required to actually move the tendon to create locomotion. Um, So now there's just all these other added benefits. And when you're looking at the activation rate of isometrics or isometric activation of muscle tissue, isometrics is superior to eccentric and concentric contractions. So it's like if I can increase the activation rate of all of these muscles within my body, you're going to be burning more calories. Now it gets even better when you're looking at isometrics. The efficiency of isometrics, so the information that you'll see is 30 seconds of maximum sprinting burns the similar caloric expenditure, and this is on a per muscle basis, as 30 seconds of maximum isometrics. Now, the reason for that is during a sprint, the muscle is working a proportionate period of time within that time period, where the isometric is now working the whole time. And here's another layer. So one minute of isometrics is the equivalent caloric expenditure and strength enhancement as six minutes of resistance training on select rest equipment. Right. So where we were talking with Kurt saying he's doing half an hour, well, he's doing yeah. half an hour of isometrics. If you extrapolate that and you, you know, you believe from a science perspective that says, well, if one is six, well, maybe 30 is 180. You know, so all of a sudden Kurt's getting a three hour workout in 30 minutes. You know, so that's how cool it is. One of the other time savers is not having to find parking outside of the physiotherapy clinic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or, the ex- yeah. or the expense as or well. Or the expense. One of the things I'd, I'd like to quickly mention is sort of what the typical um, ISOFIT workout uh, is like. Brad calls it the 30 and 30, so 30 exercises in 30 minutes. And I will hold a contraction um, against uh, against the bar, my, my MSK or my table, and um and basically exert myself for 45 seconds 
in, in there's no motion. Um, there's some recalibration of position and, and making sure that you're pushing as hard as you can refocusing. Um, and you choose, of course, your own workout. If you're uh, lifting your shoulders and your rotator cuffs hurting a little bit, you don't have to worry about the weight pulling down in your arm. You just, you just are not pushing as hard that day. 45 seconds goes by and you have 15 seconds to recover and maybe move the bar or change position and prepare for the next exercise and exert yourself again for 45 more seconds. So each exercise takes 60 seconds, 30 exercises in 30 minutes. And that's basically the routine that I've been using. And I've had extended times away from the ice um, at uh, the ripe old age of plus 50. Uh, and this being one of them, COVID took me off the ice again. I took time off Christmas and then went to go back to the rink and it was closed. So I had five, five and a half, even six weeks off the ice recently and um, got back on the ice. And within two days, I'm doing um, my jumps and feeling quite good. So it's it's boggles my mind that I can leave the ice and but then get back on the ice. And I don't seem to have too much trouble slipping back into that. Um, wow. The aggressive moves, the jumps and the, the flying spins and things like that. The endurance is a little down um, and I have to work my skating skills, but it does baffle my mind that I, I'm getting back on the ice and I, I seem to pick up where I left off a lot quicker than, yeah. um, than I, you would think. Because I still, even after doing it for a few years, I go, well, I, I didn't do anything. I didn't move. Right. So, and, but, and it was only 30 minutes. And it's kind of magical. That's amazing. That's a really uh, incredible testimonial towards that because of the level of sport that you're doing, as opposed yep. to someone maybe just trying to get improve a golf swing or trying yep. to nail that down dog a little more, or even go, in, <laughs> go into something. Now I've read this. You can tell me about this. I've read that you don't end up being sore. The ability of isometrics to allow somebody who's a little older and, right. um, and I consider myself that now because, you know, I don't take things for granted like I used to. Right. But the ability to feel physically fit without the, the risk factor mm. um, and the soreness. So I, I feel like I can work out before I skate. I never did that in my whole life until wow. this. I always had the mentality that I had to save it for the ice. And then after the ice, I didn't feel like working out. So I just didn't work out that often. Right. But now I get up in the morning and I can, I can literally kind of mosey my groggy mind, get onto the MSK or, or my table and, and just start easing into it. And um, by the end uh, of 30 minutes, I feel alive, vibrant, connected and a way to go. And I'm not exhausted. Uh, if anything, I'm, I'm enlightened and, uh, and I get to the rink and I'm like, man, my body is like excited to be here. Well, you've both talked about the MSK and the, and the tor torture table. Uh, <laughs> now is isometric exercise. Is there some exercises that people are already doing that they might realize? Can you use a door frame or is there something, oh. a few of these things that people can do at home while they're kind of checking out a little bit more about this? Well, absolutely. Um, you know, the isofit, to be honest, is a big, huge, giant, fancy wall. Um, that's all it is. Like, that's where I started using isometrics. And because what you want to do with an isometric, specifically to not just holding a static position like what you would do in yoga, is you want to be able to sort of increase the loads that you're resisting or driving into or um, adding to your body. Okay. Um, so that's where having a door frame where you're squeezing in, like if you're squeezing both hands together, 
into a door frame, like you're, you're facing the edge of the door. Um, that's going to work your chest. And you, so there's all kinds of options you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a, basically an exercise library um, that basically is online. So if you go to our website, you can see a whole bunch of different exercises. We got the 30 and 30 program up there as well. So if you just want to mimic what we're trying to do, it's, it's there for people to see. Amazing. But people can do isometrics anywhere. Like if you're about to go for a run, if you want to stabilize your, like your glute medius, which is the muscle on the side of your hip, um, mm-hmm. which is going to help like, with running, you can use the tire of a car or a tree or a bench and just learn to sort of pull that leg into that obstruction. Um, you know, one thing that I, I highly recommend runners and stuff, stop stretching before you go for a run. It's kind of oh, like undoing never- your shoe leg. Yeah. yeah, but a lot of people still do. And, like, you know, you see the herd of people running down the street um, and they all got bad gimpy mechanics and they all got bandages up. And it's like they do it because it's social, it's community, they're passionate. Yep. But as soon as you start to have the wine stuff around joints, um, i.e. bandages and stuff, it's no longer healthy. It's mm-hmm. become an addiction. I have a challenge for Chris. I'm in. Yeah. Okay, so when you're standing in line at the grocery store to buy your ice cream, yep. um, it's a great place to do some isometrics. So <laughs> if you're at the bank okay. or you're uh, or you're waiting for a stoplight and you're just standing there. Um, so if you, you picture, you know, your biped and you're just, you're on your feet and you're just standing there okay. um, and you, your feet don't move, but you squeeze your legs together. So okay. don't squeeze the tub of ice cream. Cause I can tell, I can tell by your voice, <laughs> you're a big, strong guy. Don't squeeze the ice cream. Not yet. Um, but I want you to consider just, you had 30 or 40 seconds and you're standing there in line. And you're pulling your feet together. They don't move. They stay in the same place. So your legs and your thighs and your, you know, your inner legs are pulling in. And then you hold that contraction. And then the lineup is really long. So you just, whew, take a little break. And then you don't move your feet. But now you're trying to move your feet out as if you're on ice and they would slide out. But they don't slide. And you hold right. that for 30 seconds. And you go into a tiny little leg, you know, one foot in front of the other. And then you try to pull your legs together. And then switch to the right foot. And you can do... An incredible workout in two minutes while you're standing in line, and nobody knows. Wow. You know I'm, I'm doing it right now, actually. I can actually, the way you were describing it, I'm trying to pull my feet in, and I've been doing it since you started talking, and my glutes are get, like my my hammies. I can feel them. My The list of my, my previous injuries will go down the top three of the last injuries I received. One was pulling laundry out of the washer and putting it in the dryer. The other <laughs> one was going into the crawl space to get the dog carrier. And the third one was getting in and out of the hot tub. Is ISOFIT good for me? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it would definitely help with all three of those scenarios. Oh, right? good. It's just, oh, good. And, and many of the other sort of scenarios that you face. But here, here's a really cool thing, and I'll, I'll address this to Leanne just because it's um, you know traditionally considered more of a woman-based isometric. Okay. Kegels. Mm-hmm. Right? Men Kegels. can do so them too. Looking, they just don't really realize tend, what it not. is. I just started. But, so you look at that, and you got good old Dr. Kegel, um, who's telling women to basically squeeze their pelvic floor to, for urinary incontinence, as well as to obviously tighten up all the muscles through there. That's an isometric. Right. right. So women have been told and prescribed isometrics for years, mm-hmm. just under a, a different name. Right. So it's like kind of like, well, where's the benefit of isometrics? Well, you're already doing it for this area. Just imagine if you did that for your abs and your shoulders and your butt and your legs. Mm. You know, as Kurt sort of described, and that's where it, it jumped into my head. It's like, well, you're doing those in line 
at you know the grocery store at the yeah. side like the crossing lights and stuff like that it's like well you can still squeeze your bum that's an isometric you can still sort of you know if you want to work on like the neck muscles well just tuck your chin in right and it's like if you pull that down you're going to feel that down the front of your neck that's going to help resolve maybe some shoulder pain associated with sitting at a keyboard all day long a quick question that i that i thought of as you were saying something so is the level of oxidative stress that's typical in the cardiovascular in the in most forms of exercise is that still present with this with isometric they say it's less yeah um so if you read the literature when you look at oxidative stress um obviously one of the things you're looking at free radicals and all this other stuff you don't really want your structure yeah um it's it's less because the the friction force and the heat generated in an isometrics is less than a dynamic exercise, right? Mm-hmm. When we, we when we think inflammation, we traditionally like this is your world. Oh, inflammation yeah. diet. It's like okay, well, how about dumb exercise? Right. When was that thrown into the mix? Um, I'm still waiting to hear that article. Yeah. It's like oh, the yeah. uh, the exercise that you're doing, running, lifting weights. It's the root cause of inflammation. Stop hating on the diet. But how you move is far more influential. It's all part and parcel. I'm really hoping that all of this that we're talking about today is another slightly more out of the box way of looking at exercising. And if it's not creating the level of oxidative stress or, or, or really pushing things towards a lot more inflammation going on in the body, we've talked about that on pretty much every episode. I think that's super, super positive. I'm still going to recommend that everybody takes my uh, Take This by Leanne uh, Kid Boost powder because I got to throw that one in there for the uh, superfood powder for the antioxidants um, because that's something that I do every time. You know, after I've exercised, sometimes even before and after I've exercised. So, well, I think I think I might be a little swayed towards giving this a shot. That was what I proposed off the top that you guys didn't hear because you weren't on that part of this. So, yeah, I might get off the yoga mat and come and check out that torture. I was thinking that it would be awesome to and I have no idea what Brad will think about this and and we're all going to find out soon. Um, But if uh, if yoga and isometrics were were merged even more so. So if I'm on my, uh, I've been saying MSK and I realized, you know, your your listeners don't know what that is. So Brad calls it the mobile strength kit. It's like 36 by 36 inches and a bar that goes up and down, throw it in the back of my car and I can go to the park and I can do, uh, I can do my exercises. And um, so I use that a lot. And if I'm on it and I'm doing my isometric exercise, but then I would step off of it over to my mat and do some yoga poses with the movement and all that stuff and mm. then come back and then do another pose so that it would be a, a, not 30 minutes. It would be much, much, maybe much longer, or maybe just 30 minutes, but I've been curious about merging those two worlds. And, um, and I'd like to hear both of you, um, you know, if, if you think that's, I think it's a good idea, but Hey, I just, I just do, I do wear sequence and do backflips. That's all I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah well, I, I like that. I like that idea. Anything that, you know, anything you can merge together because there is, and I don't know, I haven't done this before, but I know that I do yoga every day because mostly how it makes my mind feel. When people sort of ask me, how, how do I describe the experience of ISOFIT? Mm-hmm. It is the combination of weightlifting, yoga, and high intensity training. Hmm. Okay. Uh, it all rolled into one. We've gotten rid of the risk of all the other activities and we've made it safer. Right. So you're going to have that euphoric effect. You're going to have that sort of grounding feeling that you would traditionally have with yoga. And specifically when you're doing that 30 and 30 protocol, right, because you're changing positions frequently. You're 
rate of respiration, if you're trying, like, and you're putting forth effort, your heart rate will be, you know, 80% of your heart rate max, 90%, because you're pushing hard. Or as Kurt talked about earlier, you don't, let's say today you don't want to push as hard, then don't push as hard. The restraint bar basically provides the resistance. So for the people that, you know, are listening, go check us out on the website. So that way you can actually see what we're talking about. So if you're pushing against an immovable object, what we've dubbed that, like the actual crossbars and the, the secret sauce of what we do is called force matching technology. So if you're pushing into a table or a wall or a, an isofit, it's going to match your output in real time. So if you're pushing with one pound, it matches with one pound. If you're pushing with 83 pounds, it ramps up from zero to 83 pounds. And then as you start to fatigue, it changes in real time because now you're tired. You can't generate 83 pounds anymore. So it has a built-in safety mechanism. So it'll go from 83 to 82 to 81 to, you know, down to 69, 53, all the way down. So you can still exert effort, but the loads are getting lighter in real time, as opposed to the world of resistance training, you know, weightlifting and stuff like that. When you start to get fatigued, let's say you're using that 83 pounds again. So as you start to fatigue with 83 pounds, let's say you're doing a bench press. That 83 goes to 93, it goes to 103, it goes to 113 because you start getting tired. So that fatigue increases the risk of injury. Oh, damn, is that why I get injured when I do some exercises? Or why why does that, you know, that delayed onset of muscle soreness or that DOMS feeling, which is tissue trauma? Why does that have to be a goal? Why do I have to hurt myself to get healthy? One of the biggest benefits it has, it's going to help tighten you up. It's going to help make you firm, right? And it's like, oh, okay. Do I want to be tight? Yes. Do you want to be firm? Yes. Do you want to be loose? Well, not if we're talking joint structure. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just added instability or risk, right? And, you know, when you look at your audience, if you sort of ask them, it's like, do you want rock hard abs or do you want loose flabby abs? I really appreciate your wisdom and Kurt sharing your experience with this because this really is, um, yeah, I think it's going to be of interest to our uh, lovely loyal listeners. So, uh, Brad or either of you, Isofit is not spelled right, is what you said. <laughs> so, could you, why don't you just uh, let us know what the website is where people can find out more information? I will have all of this on the show notes on leannephillipson.com, of course. So, it's, uh, so we spelt Isofit I S O P H I T. Mm. Isofit. The reason for that is because we're a higher level of education and PH is usually associated with, you know, education. You want your PhD. F stands for failure is, you know, what I tell people. They don't like that so much because it's insulting to them, but it is what it is. I'm a unique specialist. <laughs> you, you, always, you always learn from your failures. It's never a bad thing. All right. No, well, there'll be more, exactly. more information. And there's also a 15% discount code that Brad has offered when you use the code eat this. So it's isofit, I-S-O-P-H-I-T-M-S-K dot C-A. like the sound of the specifics of lowering blood pressure, not being sore, and also that it can reduce my muscle pain as well. Now, while I may not completely give up the yoga, I do like Kurt's suggestion, Chris, of like yoga mat next to, you know, this contraption that he has, or me just kind of doing some of those um, isometric exercises first, and then incorporating the yoga. 
that sounded like a good idea to me. The man's been on top of the world, so uh, if he opens his mouth, it's probably a good idea to listen every once in a while. Yeah, exactly. Now, I've been practicing, and I didn't kind of even really know it, or maybe I wasn't aware of it, because all those planks that I do and hold in my yoga poses, and, and as Brad was talking, I was thinking, I do those all the time you know, holding it. Or when Adrian says to, uh, you know, when you plant your feet and pull your feet apart, like you're trying to rip the yoga mat in half. That's an isometric. I didn't realize that. I mean, the way yeah. they, the way they describe uh, standing in line at the, the grocery store and sitting in your car or sitting at your desk at work or yep. or even at home, I guess so many of us working from home now, uh, you, you if you just take a moment and focus and yep. squeeze, mm-hmm. right? how far that will go. And it is like a Kegel. All right, so let's see what happens if I give this whole isometric thing a go and I will keep you posted. Now, have you subscribed yet? After hearing my daughter say that she wakes up to a new episode of her favorite podcast on Wednesday mornings and her AirPods go in her ears, I wondered if anybody on a Monday morning does that with Eat This With Leanne. What do you think, Chris? Oh, absolutely. I think there might be a few people that do that. Darn right. So that's why you need to subscribe. Leave a five-star rating so others know that it's worth their time to tune in. Please, please, always, I say this all the time, reach out on social media, both on Leanne Phillipson and Sprout Right Handles. Find the show notes over on leannephillipson.com. That promo code that you can use if you're interested in this little portable or the big guy that Brad and Kurt were talking about, then you can obviously check out that. And there's a promo code that you'll find over on leannephillipson.com when you use the code Eat This. So, Thank you so much for being along today. I'm so glad that you came along on this journey and let's see what happens when we all start doing a little more isometric when you're standing in line, not always with ice cream in your basket. (laughs) And all that's left to say then is please remember to eat this one mouthful at a time.